Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks podcast. My name is Aaron, your host for today's This Week in Sports Cards, Volume 5. And if you're wondering why this video is late, it is. It's on Wednesday instead of Sunday when it normally gets posted. It's because I was out of town. And then we also had an interview go live with Andrew Thiele from the Topps Project 2020 on Sunday. So we had some stuff going on, uh, why we couldn't get it up on Sunday. So this is covering the previous week's Instagram content like normal. Um, if you watched the previous weeks, you've, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if not, you'll see what happens as we go along. So to jump right into it, we're going to start off with Monday's Instagram post on the uh, Mike Trout, Frank Thomas, and Ichiro uh, Topps Project 2020 cards from Ben Baller. Uh, ben Baller is one of the biggest artists in the set. He's got over a million followers on Instagram. And these projects went, these uh, cards from the Project 2020 went crazy from Thursday, I think it was May 21st to uh, over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, of course, that was last weekend. That wasn't this past one. But that week or that four-day stretch or five-day stretch was like the craziest thing I've ever seen for a set in my entire years of collecting, which has been a long time. Um, it was absolutely nuts what happened. So to get to the post here, you can see that on 521, the Ichiro was worth around $800. The Frank Thomas was worth around 119, and the Mike Trout was worth around 45. Um, very quickly here, that each hero turned into almost 4,000. The Frank Thomas went up to 600, and then the Mike Trout went up to 160 dollars. The Frank Thomas had the largest gain from those days, from 521 to 525, of 404 uh, percent. But the each hero had the the largest increase in value, of course, because it's the most expensive card. And this was just crazy on all levels the each year there's a thousand three hundred thirty four the frank thomas there's two thousand eight hundred thirty six uh that's the print run and then for mike trout there's thirty five thousand which is a ton so this is absolutely ridiculous what's going on here this is a five-day stretch where we see gains that we will probably never see again in, in certain like a new set like this um if you sold at these peaks congrats because if not right now the values of these cards have went down a lot um, Ichiro is down to $2,400, Frank Thomas is down to $325, and Mike Trout is down to around $60. So there is just a lot going on here, and I will talk later about Project 2020 and the rise and now the fall of the secondary market. Uh, not to say those people have gone in at $15, $20 on the cards from Tops aren't still doing well. Um, you know, a $20 investment of Frank Thomas not selling for $325 is still amazing. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So if you miss selling at the peak, there is no shame in that. You can sell right now for 300, probably in like a week for 250, because they'll probably keep on going down a little bit. But we'll talk later about what happened to Project 2020 and maybe what can, we can see going forward in the future, uh, just because there are more posts about Project 2020 this week. So I'll give my thoughts on that later. But to read a comment here from the post, we have one from Dozen.Cousin, and his comment reads, if we're being honest here, if Ben Baller isn't paired up with Jacob, then he doesn't sell over twenty-five thousand cards. Ben's have been pushing, has been pushing his guy, his pair of guys, big time. I can't believe he sold twenty-six thousand docs. Uh, what he's referencing here is that Ben Baller, the the most popular artist, was paired up with this artist named Jacob Rochester on the day of his Dwight Gooden release, and the Jacob Rochester one went over thirty thousand. And this guy's saying because he was paired up with Ben Baller. Our releases on the same day, more eyes on the set. He thinks it's so more because of that. And actually, Ben Baller commented back here, over a million followers on Instagram, commented back on our post, which is really awesome. 
and said, I'm a good person to pair up with. The last three people I've paired up with, I've boosted their sales. So pretty cool here to see Ben give his, uh, his thoughts on it. Obviously, he, he thinks that his cards are driving other people's sales up too. Uh, if you listen to the interview with Andrew Thiele from Sunday, you would hear that the artists do make commission on these cards. So more cards being sold for artists, the better it is for them. And you can really see that you know on the guys that are active in social media, they're pushing their cards hard and they're the more popular artists and they're selling more cards. So it makes sense. Uh, moving on to Tuesday. We had another Project 2020 card. Keep in mind, this is as the cards were going up crazy in price. I wanted to capture that on Instagram so people could actually see what was happening. Um, we had the Blake Jameson, Ricky Henderson here, print run of 3,819. The reason why I picked this card is because this was one that was yet to be delivered the day that it was posted. I want to show how crazy the increases were for these cards that aren't even in hand. Uh, people are pre-selling them on eBay. This one, as you can see on the graph, is up to seven hundred over seven hundred dollars. Uh, it was around one hundred and forty-ish, one hundred and fifty-ish on five twenty-one. So that Thursday before Memorial Day weekend, and the day of the post on Tuesday, it's over seven hundred for a four hundred thirty-four percent increase. However, if you go and look today at the value, it's down to one hundred and forty. So this card is now worth less than it was when it was the Thursday before Memorial Day weekend when it's pre-selling, which is pretty crazy to see that. It's went up so fast and it's now coming down so fast that some of these values are dipping below. Of course, with the, the the Ben Baller ones, it's not quite like that right now. And I should, oh, I already did comment on on what the values of those were. So for this for this uh, Ricky Henderson here, just really crazy to see how once they started to get delivered, more people started to list them on eBay. Um, they started to sell, you know, for way less as the supply went up and people started to sell because people weren't pre-selling them as fast as they are listing them now especially with the prices going down a little bit, which creates higher supply. Uh, demand can't meet the supply at that high value. And here, this is what we have. I got some comments here from the post, like always, from Crispy Cards. Reads, it would be interesting to find out how many of these cards are bought from the followers of the artists and not sports card collectors. I replied with, it would be extremely telling, because it would. And then another guy comes in and says, uh, Kevin Tippett, says, I think this is a great point that a lot of people are missing. It's the colliding of two worlds where a lot of money is spent in each. And I will have to agree with that. I do think we saw this meteoric or, you know, huge rise in value because of the fact that we have two different markets that both have a lot of money coming in and spending together. Uh, we had like art people and people just wanted to sell them and then collectors and then just all of it coming together uh, made these prices go crazy. Also, the fact that most of these were pre-sale because they weren't delivered yet um, by tops, And then as well, another thing adding to that factor is how the print runs kept on getting higher and higher on tops.com as they were releasing. So as these cards were getting released, new ones each day on tops.com, the ones with lower print runs from the past just kept on going higher and higher as the print runs went higher and higher on the new ones. And we even saw Ken Griffey Jr. from Keith Shore sell 99,000 copies on tops.com. That was an all-time record. Now they're between 20,000 and 40,000 on tops. So clearly, really what hit here was that 99,000 Ken Griffey Jr. that sold started really the, the, the downfall of the secondary market and in turn the print runs as well, which is kind of interesting to see. As we saw them keep on going up, it hit a peak in print run and value for the past ones and now they're all going down together. Uh, very interesting to see, but let's keep in mind that this project was still very successful for a ton, a ton, a ton of people. Uh, people that bought on tops, people that bought early pre-sales on eBay were making a ton of money. Uh, collectors were able to get a ton of cards that they wanted for sets, 
for player sets, for artist sets, whatever it might be, uh, they were able to do that. So the set was still very su successful, um, but not for those that bought at the peak, of course. I mean, that was, those prices got so crazy. Uh, it would make no sense to buy something that rose that fast in value. I'm currently building this set from Natural or Natural. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his artist name, but I'm building that set because I had the first Jackie Robinson from Tops.com. I ordered the card number three for 20 bucks, uh, and then I added the Roberto Clemente and the Tony Gwen. And I'm currently building that set. I still need the Mark McGuire, but when I saw the prices going up like crazy, I was just like, I'm not going to pay that. I'm just going to wait till later. I'm sure they'll go down. And now they're down to like 150, so I can snag that for way cheaper. I uh, mean, hopefully even cheaper in the future. And then I can build that set, which will be awesome. Moving on to Wednesday, we have the Zion Williamson 2019 Prism Base Rookie PSA 10. This is an extremely interesting graph. Um, as we've seen over the last two months, sports cards, especially basketball stars, have just kind of been going up, going up, going up, going up. Uh, Zion cards, of course, went down once the NBA got suspended, and then they started to go up. But this is really one of the only rookies, like huge rookies, that has went down in value of along with John Morant for probably the same reason I'll explain. Uh, they've went down over the past month, and it's down 15% since the start of May. And the explanation is really easy for that. PSA had to shut down for the coronavirus for a certain amount of time. They reopened up. They're starting to work through those orders. There was limited supply of PSA 10s on eBay uh, when they were closed. Actually so limited that there were only 45 auction sales of this card in April. Only 45 auctions. In May... There has been 164 or more now because I didn't have the rest of the data for the month at the time of this post, but 164. That comparison is crazy. So basically the way I see it is that the pop report exploded as PSA opened. It went from around 1,500-ish or something to over 4,000 now. It's uh, around 4,500 probably right now. And clearly as the supply went up on eBay, People started to you know, sell them off and the prices started to go down. Not, not enough demand to meet the same prices. You know, Stuff that we're seeing with Project 2020, just with the Zion Prism-based rookie PSA 10. So pretty wild right here uh, what went on with this graph. And then as for today's value, it's still around $500. So there's not much change in what this Zion was from the time of the post till today. Uh, not like the Project 2020 cards. Another interesting thing about this video coming out on a Wednesday is that there is more time now for the cards to change because some of the content's like a week to a week and a half old. So that's another interesting point. We have a comment here from Rock Boys Cards. Economics 101. The supply is there to meet everyone's needs. Months ago, the supply wasn't there for PSA 10s due to COVID shutdown of PSA. I expect this to gradually continue to decrease until one of two things happen, causing this to skyrocket again. One, PSA finally catches catching up and putting a soft population report on the 10s thus finally creating the, quote, X supply and potentially creating urgency. Two, the season slash playoffs start and Zion goes off and creates excitement again for his share in the market. So a couple of things going on here. He pretty much repeated what I said in the post about why the value has been going down due to the supply. And then he added his own flair on how it can go up in the future. And he made some great points here. Um, either by people finally knowing how many are out there, people holding on to them, whatever, and then also Zion coming back and maybe making a playoff push uh, as the NBA season returns would be pretty cool. For Thursday's market report, Juan hit on the sneaker spotlight cards from Noir. Um, Noir is my favorite product of any sport, probably, I have to say. Um, absolutely beautiful cards. 
Uh, they've been being made since, ooh, I want to say 2014 was the first year of Noir. Um, just excellent cards with the spotlight signatures. Now the sneaker spotlights in 2018 when the set was introduced. And here we have a Trey Young numbered out of 99, Rookie Auto. Um, back Way back when, this was when the product released last year, I made a article about this set saying that the set's going to be an all-time set. People coming into the hobby love sneakers. They love cards. It's this new mix of people and that this set's amazing. Um, it definitely has went up in value since then. As you can see on here from June of 2019, which is when 2018 Noir released, until now this card's went from around 300. It's up to 550. It peaked around 750. And the most recent sale is logged at 675. So it's definitely gained value over the course of a year. It hasn't really been like the base PSA 10s we've been seeing just because it's so widely traded that they go up faster and they're cheaper, this and that, whatever you have you. But the set has definitely uh, increased in popularity as we've went seen and as we've go, uh, gone along in the marketplace. And this year, the 2019 Noir Sneaker Spotlights were released, and those are vertical. So you'll see on the, on the screen here a uh, picture of the vertical Sneaker Spotlight from this year. And to show you what a 2018 Luka Doncic Sneaker Spotlight looks like, I just got this one in the mail. Um, really special card here, and it's it's pretty pretty sweet. Um, it's for my long term collection, so definitely glad to have it. But but really great card there. Extremely excited to add it, and I love this set. Uh, I'm pretty biased towards it. I love shoes. I love cards, so it makes sense for me. Uh, this is one of I think Luca's best rookie autographs next to his NT patch auto, all that stuff. But definitely a top card there, and. That being said, don't go and buy these if you don't like them because they're a very particular card. Uh, you got to like the shoe aspect, the autograph aspect, all that stuff. Um, don't just buy it because I like it. Make sure you like it yourself too. But definitely one for myself to hold long term. And then to turn to some comments here to see what other people have to say. Uh, from Rolf Gasms, we've got, I'm going to be that stuck stick in the mud. I personally can't stand the sneaker cards. I'm not a shoe slash sneaker person. While the cards look nice and attractive, I absolutely despise having any sort of secondary advertising on my cards. And to top it off, the shoes look hideous, hideously ridic, ridiculous, I'm assuming. It's like pulling your chase card and there's a massive McDonald's emblem in the background. Not a fan, hard pass for me, but good luck for those that collect them. Then we have another name there that says Zion's a bust. I didn't really see that comment when I put it in here. Uh, not really sure what that has to do with the sneaker spotlights. But then we also have one from Second Deck that says, Noir is the best product across all sports and companies, so he agrees with me. Then from IDSM Face, we have totally undervalued, without a doubt. I bet the numbers are low on Noir compared to other products released this year, possibly. Um, yes, these are limited to 99 or 49, depending on the card, so definitely limited uh, in supply. And as you can see here just by these comments, there's many different takes on these. Some people love them, some people hate them. Um, you kind of have to be really into what the cards are about to like them. Uh, for me personally, it's a no-brainer. For others, it's not. So definitely uh, make up your own mind on that take from here. For Friday, we have another Project 2020 card, and it's the Willie Mays by Adam Thiele, um, or sorry, Andrew Thiele. We chose this card to showcase because of the fact the interview is coming out on Sunday. We want to give a pre, you know, a little message for what's coming on Sunday with the interview. So we looked at this card, which went from 150 to 1000 and then down to 675 at the time of the post uh, not displayed on the graph but now this card is worth 290 dollars so it's still made a lot of money for people who bought it on tops this and that you guys have already heard what i've said throughout this video um you know 
it, it is where it is. If you sold the peak, you're really happy. If you sold now, you're still probably happy. If you bought the peak and have it now, uh, hopefully you like collecting them because it's worth a lot less. Um, but just to elaborate further on this, I will do so after the comment. But I really want to highlight this comment because this comment was gold that was posted on Friday's post. It's from 610 Sports Investments, and it says, They're going to crash hard. Everyone that wanted the art will have one, and everyone else who was trying to resell will be swapping them amongst each other, causing a price drop every time one gets sold. And he literally hit the nail on the head uh, for what happened with these. It peaked, not going down. Everyone that already had the art and spent a lot of money on them, love them and want to collect them. But there's just limited supply of those people. Those people don't want to add 10 of each version. They want one. They want one for their set. They want one for to frame on their wall, whatever it is. But the people that are going to be constantly buying and selling these are ones that need to know that they can make money going forward on them. And that's not the case now on these. Uh, they've went down a lot. It kind of shows that the demand at the peak has been hit. Um, so there's going down now, which makes sense. As for how to handle this going forward, um, I would recommend for now just staying away from buying them on tops.com unless you want them for your collection. But I'm talking purely from buy at 15 in a bulk of 10 or buy at $20 and try to resell on eBay just because your money will be tied up for around a month or a month and a half or so uh, if you buy them because of the shipping delays from Tops because they weren't expecting to make this many. So they're, they're delayed getting shipped. Your money will be tied up for that long. Not the pre-sales aren't really going for that much to make up for it. Uh, we might hit, you know, after, this is set is only, it's not even 25% along the way. I think we might just be at a card 98 today or something of uh, 400. Uh, there'll be plenty of opportunity later possibly to make money if print runs get down to below 10,000 again some, then people want them for sets because they missed them. Whatever it is, uh, there might be an opportunity later, but right now I just say just sit tight, uh, save your money or spend it on other NBA stars that you know. I have a good chance to go up in value over the next month or so. And I think that's the best advice to give on it right now. To touch on two more topics for this video, one is going to be last week they announced the price of the Dutch auction for National Treasures first off the line basketball 2019 featuring Zion and John Morant rookie patch autos. And you guys know how Dutch auctions work. It starts at a certain price, incrementally goes down as time goes on uh, with the process, and then the price has to bottom out at a certain point or it sells out before that. So this one is starting at $30,000 for the National Treasures uh, release, the first off the line release. It's going down to $7,500 is the lowest it can sell for. Last year's release was $750 through Panini, no Dutch auction, just straight buy. The year before is $500. This price has 10 times or more in the course of a year, 10 times or more. It's absolutely crazy. Um, there could be a market for people to buy and sell these things sealed. You literally have to hit a Zion or a Jaw or like a one-of-one one LeBron to even think about remaking your money on this. I mean, there's so many cards in here that can't do that. And if you're opening this at 7500 or more, I you have to be a gambler, have a lot of money, or just you know want to have some fun. I don't know, because it makes no sense from an investment standpoint to do that. Um sealed wax you know maybe they start to sell for 10k if they sell at seven and a half or they sell at 10k and then they sell for 15 on ebay who knows but it's something else and there's i got some comments here to read uh there were like a ton on this post so i just had to pick a couple out quick just to read off um but if you're wondering you can go to that post and read some more to uh get some more insight so from 
uh, Z Hagna Panga cards or something we got here is uh, Panini giving Super Break products a run for their money in terms of return on investment. And then we got a reply from Green Rock Cards that says, haha, this might be the best and most underrated comment here. If you don't know what Super Break is, it's some repack product where they take cards, repackage them. And I heard they're charging like 150 or some, a lot of money for a box. And some boxes have like $5 to $10 worth of cards in there. Uh, just a way to say that the ROI seems like impossible at $7,500. Uh, so a good comparison there. Then from John Todd's, we have Panini is trying to take the entire secondary market and then leave no room for anyone to purchase to rip. Supreme does nothing like this. They leave room for resellers and people pay to pay a reasonable amount. Yeah, basic t-shirt is $100, but at least it's not secondary market pricing. 10 times last year is ridiculous. Not like Zion and Jar, 10 times better than Luca. And then I'll add also Luca and Trey. Um, so just another way to here to say that it's crazy. Uh, there's not much more to say than that. So make up your mind for yourself if you want to buy or not, if you have the money, if you're a gambler, whatever it is. But if you are trying to make some smart investments, would recommend to stay away for sure. Uh, $7,500 can be spent on LeBron and Giannis like crazy, and you can build a pretty sweet collection of those two guys. I uh, would recommend not doing this. Then to end it off here, we'll go with a question from last week. And I related this one to Project 2020 because it was a very important selling-based question for those that had stock in 2020 project. And it says, do you ever ignore hedging an investment due to complete confidence in your investments? Um, basically what I'm trying to say there is like, are you ever like, man, this car is just going to keep on going up and up. So you won't hedge any, if you have multiple of one, let's say you have five Luca prison PSA 10 rookies, but someday you think that they're going to be worth $5,000, but you bought them for a hundred bucks and now they're worth 500. Will you sell two of them to pay for everything you bought or just one of them? Or will you hold them? Cause you know that they're going to be worth 5,000. I just want to try to see what people's thinking is, you know, on their investments. So we got some comments here. Uh, GNK Sports Cards is making another appearance, and he says, I always try to buy multiples of a card so I can sell one-third at a time with different price targets. Generally, I do it short-term, mid-term, long-term. Great way to manage risk and not feel the FOMO when things go up higher. Uh, FOMO is fear of missing out. From Z Lynch 10 we have, Depends which player, Trout, LeBron, Jordan, etc. You hold even when the prices are up as their long-term value continues to increase. Players like Devontae Graham this year, you sell when hot as they will not hold the long-term prices or cards experience when they are hot. The only time I personally hedge risk is when I'm not is when I'm into a card a lot and don't truly believe in the player's long-term potential. Uh, some pretty good advice there. And then another one says, never going to regret making some profit when you can from Panini Sports Cards. I'm going to agree here with Panini Sports Cards. Uh, his comment is spot on. If you have multiple of an investment, try to turn a couple here and there to take profit, reinvest in the marketplace. Um, whatever you have to do to just keep the cycle moving, know that you're taking profit, making money, build confidence. Um, it's all just part of the strategy to do well in the sports car marketplace. And you can always look back on those other ones you have, or at least know that you turn those investments into something good going forward. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to think about this. I think that some of the examples here were really great. So hopefully you guys can take some nuggets from that and maybe apply it to your investing strategy. This was this week in sports cards week five. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm sorry for the delay. Uh, but I hope that there's some information here that you guys can work with and that you can apply to your sports card investing strategy. My name is Aaron, your host. Thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next time.